Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week, we are talking all about doom and the relationship with the items that we have been putting off and are avoiding looking at and how we can really work through that together. So that way you don't have to be paralyzed by this looming list of things that you have to do that an adult would do and you're failing to do because it's so important that you are able to work through this. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Hi, it's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week we are talking about doom. <laughs> um, li- like the things that you have weighing on you so heavily, those those little tasks, those bits and bobs that feel like they, they paralyze you essentially. And you feel like you can't move forward because you haven't done X, Y, and Z and the energy around that. I would love to point out how you just said doom. And then bits and bops and little things. And anyone anyone in this energy knows that it's like the doom is from those little bips and bops that don't have to be anything at all. But my God, the weight of it can just be so overwhelming. Yes. Um, a lot of the things, because I recently actually like listed out, it's in my notes app called um, Looming List of Doom is the title of it. And I listed out everything that I've been putting off, everything that has been weighing on me, every like task that I just can't get myself to do and listed them all out. And a lot of these things are like under 10 minutes or under 30 minutes. They are small things. And some of them I have been putting off for years Um, because and the longer it's been, the worse I feel about them. And if I even like think about them, like if they enter my brain, I'm like, no, shoot, get out of here. We don't think about you. <laughs> Getting right into this at minute one. But what is with that? Like, can you do you have any insight into the energy behind that? Because if we're thinking about like, I'm, I have to go to storage. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I pulled my mom into this drama. Sorry, mom. Um, I had all of my things ready to go to storage in my car before this last trip that I went on. And then I was running late and needed, I don't remember what I need my car for. I had to unload all of the things into my mom's apartment. Well, then I was gone for two weeks. Well, now she has her thing, my things in her storage. So now I need to go to her storage and put them in my storage. So point being one little thing like that, like putting, putting off going to storage. Um, if we were to look at that, like deeper energetically, why does that turn into such a, what it, how does that turn into such a gigantic block of resistance? Um, it's actually pretty simple. It's that you are being faced with guilt and shame around that specific activity. And usually almost always, I don't know about you, but for me, these um, doom items are tied to a bigger thing. Like a lot of mine are specifically tied to the fact that I really want to replace the floors in my house. For the love of God, I would love to finally get rid of this carpet and put something else in. It is gross. It has been here for almost a decade. It is time. But in order for me to do that, I have 20 little bits and bobs. And all of these bits and bobs are a reflection of me failing to be an adult that can function to get new carpet or new flooring. (laughs) Wow, that's so heavy. So then, talk about doom. So then, if we were to rename that list uh, for what it actually is, if we were going to be 100% authentic about it, it would be list of feelings and emotions I'm uncomfortable dealing with and the various activities with which I postpone feeling them. Yes. And I think for a lot of us, it's leading up to something that it's like the the healthy, well-adjusted version of yourself. And we're all really afraid of being that person. We want to be that person desperately. But there's this part of us and it, it's like the stem and the root of it's a little bit different. But for me, it's a, what if I fail? What if I am finally this perfect version of myself and I still suck, you know? Um, and I think a lot of us have the same what if. Um, What if I actually was able to work for myself full time and I failed? That was a big one for me. 
Um, what if I am finally am putting all of the effort into getting up and having a routine and actually doing my like skincare routine before bed and all of these things and really taking care of my meat suit. And then I still have all of these health problems. Like it just feels like, I don't know. And skincare has nothing to do with health problems, but you know what I mean? Oh, skin's your health, skin's your meat suit. I totally well, think yeah, that's related. Yeah, I know, but I, um, my health problems are autoimmune, so that they are not related at all. <laughs> um, wait, but hold, so, that, so then there, oh, wow, so much clarity, 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 clarity. Everyone should go to the desert for two weeks. Um, so as you were saying that, it's like, okay, also my cat's on my lap. Everyone might hear Scooter in a minute here. Scooter, does it, you want to say hi? No, okay. <laughs> so if... We were to then think about, okay, you were just, sorry, Scooter distracted me. You were just talking about um, how the adult, or like, we all want to be this better version of ourselves. So I'm seeing this gigantic drama play out energetically where there is the thing that we want to be, which is this, you know, radiant, beautiful, higher timeline self. Yeah, And then there's the thing that we are, which is just here and now. And then there is this literal trash goblins, beautiful (laughs) goblins. (laughs) And then there's the back and forth between, okay, either I'm not this thing and I feel guilty and shameful about it. And here's all of the expressions of that, that I'm postponing or putting off that feed into me feeling like I'm not that thing. Or there's all the things that we're completing that are getting us closer to it that makes us feel better about where we're going. But the whole drama is only playing out because of lack of acceptance in the given moment, right? Yeah, you're you're really lacking the acceptance that either you are the thing or accepting yourself for who you are. Um, so it's like we're all working toward being this beautiful unicorn when in reality we're like a beautiful well-adjusted trash goblin and instead of being like I'm a beautiful well-adjusted trash goblin and this is how I am and and love me for who I am we're thinking that there's this like like we're going to go into a chrysalis like a butterfly and then come out a unicorn you know yeah that that feels like the problem to me is that and it's not even a problem but it's like that feels like the issue is that we're like if we can just look harder or with enough clarity or dig deeper or try more, eventually we're going to see the thing we really want to see. When in reality, it's like, if you would just see what's there, God damn it, you'd be a lot better off. Yeah. You know? Like if you got a mirror and then you just drew like a little unicorn horn on it and then you could be like a little unicorn trash goblin. I don't know. <laughs> for real. Okay. So let's practice that. Let's do that in the moment. Yeah. So, so for me, um, uh, Jensen and I are now living together. This is a new, new occurrence. Um, he's been slowly moving into my apartment for a bit. Uh, I, it's now our apartment, but we have a tiny little 400 square foot studio and I have you guys, can we talk about storage units? Oh my God. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I will say I have. Yeah. I was just going to say that your storage unit is a a huge source of um, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm not here until you have to deal with it. So much so. And what adds to it for me is that I got the storage unit when I broke up with uh, my first uh, partner that I lived with and we had a condo and we went from, uh, I said it was a mutual separation um, and very peaceful actually. He's a wonderful soul. But we went from living in a two bedroom, kind of three, two and a half bedroom, two and a half bath, excuse me, two and a half bedroom, one and a half bath, two car garage condo to me being in a tiny little studio. So I got that storage unit then. And then I ended up moving other places with other people, accumulating more things and downsizing yet again, and then moving more things into that storage unit. And now here I am yet again, downsizing more things into the storage unit. So the storage unit is like the the land of lost toys. (laughs) But the storage unit is directly tied to your shadow and accepting who you are in this moment and that you need to release all of these things from past versions of yourself and past timelines that you were on. I literally almost started crying as you said that. That's so crazy. That's so true. It's like, um, it's like 
my, my yeah my past selves collective shadow is that storage unit absolutely yeah. and i don't even know and i was what's like in every there. time yeah. that you had to change and pivot and like you were destined for this timeline and you finally had it figured out and this was it this was the moment and then something changed and it was like you had to put them all in the fucking storage unit and start all over again and you had three times yeah and three times yeah like what parts of you you get to keep and what parts of you you get to save for a future version of yourself that might need them and how interesting how fucking interesting oh my god Think about that for a second, you guys, that every time I had to cram my life into a storage unit, I was only keeping the things that I, well, and actually every time I did that, it's really always that uh, frantic. Okay. This is really, this is actually a really interesting sidestep here. Um, as Jensen is moving, as we're moving in together, he methodically is going through all of his things and being really intentful about what he wants to keep and what he doesn't want to keep. And my literal advice to him was like, why don't you just put it all in storage and we'll deal with it later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, why so are you doing this his now? Own shadow to deal with. But he's, de- but he's like literally going through and he's just like, well, what? No, then I would just have to deal with it. Like I want to do this now. Yeah. So the part of the reason it took so long is so funny. Cause in my mind, I'm like, this should have already been done. You should have already been in here by now. Why is this taking so long? But the way that I do things is through uh, rushing it, going too quickly, and then it builds that shadow that's unnecessary, that doesn't need to be there. And so now it is now it is a collective thing, but um, meaning over several years and several pivots. But yeah, um, because you're usually reacting to a situation instead of being in control of it. Yes. Yes. And now is the time to, there is such fear with this, Megan. Oh my gosh. Can you guys feel this feeling? The feeling of um, like so many things piled up that you just don't even want to look at it. It's like the hoarder feeling. And it's not, it's a tiny little storage unit. It's not a big storage unit. And I have a very clean apartment, but I need to make space in my apartment And the only way to make space in my apartment so that we can comfortably live here together is by taking things to my goddamn storage unit. And the only way I can do that is if I go there and I don't want to see it. (laughs) Okay. But what if you took a retreat to your storage unit and dedicated a three-day weekend to um, going through and determining what you need to keep, what you can let go of, donating it to people who actually need it. Mm-hmm. And giving back to your community and going down that journey and giving yourself all of the love and space. And then you could probably downgrade to a smaller storage unit and lessen that financial burden as well. Because you were literally having to pay to hold on to these memories. Well, and I haven't even told you the kicker. I have two storage units and I oh have to gosh. downsize to one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that's a whole story in and of itself, but there are, I actively have two right now. And, uh, as of October, I was supposed to have already gotten rid of one and now we're, we haven't done that yet, but, um, but that's the next step. So this has to be looked at. It has to be taken care of. It has to be dealt with. But I think that today's how easy is it to just run away from it? It is. And that's escapism. So, so, that's one thing that I learned heavily on um, my most recent trip is how often, and I'm still integrating this lesson, how often I will engage in escapism through all kinds to not deal with some sort of stressful circumstance. And it could be something as simple as going out and smoking a cigarette and watching a TikTok for 20 minutes, as opposed to feeling on some sort of uncomfortable emotion. But um, this process- we all do of- it. We all do it, but what yeah. what 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 the desert taught me when I'm when you when you don't have anything to escape from and you're just able to fully feel and do so in like peace, love, comfort, and harmony, and all of that is uh, you recognize holy crap, the guilt and shame that I feel isn't from the thing; it's from escaping the thing. Yeah, it's never really about the thing at all. It's about all of the ways that you're like cleverly maneuvering your way around it. Um, for example, similar to your storage units, we have two really nicely sized closets and um, we were wanting to do some of these small renovations to our home and we had a, a second living room. We have a whole ass second living room that was just full of crap. Okay. 
it was our doom pile. It was just like a doom room. And in order to organize it and put everything where it needs to be, we had to address the closets, doom closets, that whenever we first moved into our house, there were a bunch of things that we just threw in there and we said, we will organize and deal with this. Um, But we were tired of moving everything in whenever we first moved in like seven and a half, eight years ago. So, um, and we put it off until, uh, when did I clean my closets? Like July, I think. It took us maybe two hours for both of them. Seven years of putting that off for two hours of work. because And we avoided that. We danced around it hard. We would do anything to escape having to look at our closet and look at our shame. And that's what it was. It was shame. We were avoiding looking at shame. Is that over all this time, it's like the amount of time accumulative that you spent feeling guilt and shame in regards to this closet and then the actual time it takes to clean it. Yeah. Um, almost everything that I've done this with has been like a really short period of time that it actually took. It's like energetic residue. Like we just build up energetic residue for no reason other than to look at the thing. And you feel so bad about it. And like, it, it gets to where it's such a, like a, a parasitic, deeply rooted thing that like, I suck because I can't um, organize a pantry or I can't look at my storage unit or look at this closet or whatever. And I can't um, make these improvements to my life until I do X, Y, and Z. And we just stew in it and then like do everything we can to escape feeling the stewing. And I'm, and I'm feeling in my heart of hearts. So I'm sitting with, uh, with multiple contrasting feelings right now. And I just want you guys to feel this because I think that a lot of us are going through the same. And there's a literal, um, oh gosh, we had a podcast after Mercury Retrograde a little bit ago where I started off saying it feels like we just burst through a wall, like we went through some wall. Well, it feels like right now something similar is happening, but it's happening with all of us as individuals and we're busting through our own individual walls of limitations. And um, yeah, yeah, like there's these ways that we really, really limit ourselves without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And we can either, it feels like facing the thing in the face, like, looking at it and being like, okay, I did this recently with my bills. I um, went through all of my, I'm in massive debt and I don't know how to pay it back. And it's so overwhelming. And I'm thinking about filing for bankruptcy and I just like, don't know how to handle this. And, um, and I realized, well, you start by looking at it. <laughs> you start by looking at it, just like the storage unit. Yeah, and, and um, that's the big part of it is that no one ever wants to look at it. Um, that you just like escape it, and it could be anything. And the hardest part of it isn't even doing it. It isn't even dealing with it. It is forcing yourself to focus and look at it and look at it like intently. And that's the lesson, right? Let's talk yeah. about this. That's the lesson is. Oh, I want to scream this at everybody because this is what I just realized. Okay. Um, I was actually, it's on my, um, uh, I will put this on our Patreon. So um, I started a Patreon while I was gone, but I'm going to take this specific clip that I'm talking about right now and I'm going to put it on our Patreon. And it is a collective reading. And in this collective reading, I actively with you guys work out uh, one of my core fears without even realizing it. So I'm doing this reading and I'm in the desert and I'm really into it and I'm not understanding what the cards are telling me. I'm like, I get the message. Like I know what the message is saying, but I don't understand how the how the viewer is supposed to comprehend it because I'm not comprehending it. And I work through it. And what I realized was literally like my desire to not be a to not be a bartender anymore. I was I got real with myself and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Cause I was basically telling everyone um what the cards were saying is that your resistance to the thing, your resistance to the thing, um tells it how how to go it's like you're you're pushing against you pushing against the thing is that that is the thing to look at is like what you're pushing against is telling you more about what you want than the thing you actually want I'm i'm wording this horribly it's much better in the patreon i promise but basically how i what i realized was happening is 
I was thinking, wait a minute, if I worked at a restaurant in a beautiful high desert country and lived in a, in a little cabin that was like biking distance away, I would work every day as a wait. I wouldn't care if I was a waitress. What? This has nothing to do with me being a waitress, meaning I want to leave my job as a, as a part-time bartender and waitress and do this kind of stuff full time. But that's not what it was about. What it was about is I want to leave my job as a waitress and bartender because I don't want to work for somebody else anymore. But the whole reason I'm pushing so hard against not wanting to work for someone else is, oh, I can feel everybody getting this before I even said it. Get this, guys. The reason I was pushing so hard to not work for somebody else is because I feel guilt and shame about my own insecurity and my inability to support myself financially without that paycheck. That's what I was afraid of looking at. That's the storage unit. It's not that I want to not be a bartender. And how much effort and energy can I put into being like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't wait till I'm fully self-employed. Oh, I don't want to be having to go deal with someone else and get a paycheck from them. I really just want this thing for me. And it's like, that's not what it is. That's not what it is at all. What it actually is, is I'm terribly afraid that I'm going to fail and not be able to support myself. I'm afraid that I don't know how to do this. I'm afraid that this big adult thing is so scary and so involved with like paperwork and legality. That's going to freak me out. And that's the thing I'm not looking at. Yeah. And I think that it's really easy to escape those feelings because especially when they're actually directly related to you failing you being incompetent you being unable to do it your brain literally not being able to process things in the way that you need and you not having anyone to guide you through or hold your hand and having to be fully reliant on yourself to do the thing um that's really scary and it's like that's not a reflection of your situation that feels like a reflection of you and why would you want to look at you that way and i know a lot of yours also stems from like you don't trust yourself to do the things. I know that you can do so much and I've seen you do so much and it can just fly out of you. But then whenever you have to like take ownership of like you did the thing, you struggle really hard with it sometimes because you're like, no, I was guided to do it by someone else or um, it didn't really come from me. It came from something else or you did that and I just like helped with it a little bit or whatever. And you struggle really hard with like taking ownership of it. And a lot of times you did it. You did the thing. Where is that from not trusting myself? Do you think the lack of ownership? Yeah, that's like, it's mm-hmm. like you don't trust yourself to be like capable of the thing. Yes. Imposter syndrome. Yes, I get that. that yeah. Imposter syndrome is a big one too. I've been doing design for almost a decade and there's still times where someone will give me money to do a thing and I'm like, me? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm going to Google something. Like, you know, <sighs> ah, I feel people resonating with this. I feel like a lot yeah. of you are self-employed. I feel like a lot of you are um, working towards being self-employed. And I feel like a lot of us together are experiencing what it feels like to leave a system that requires our presence and the strings attached to leaving um, I don't know about you guys, but everywhere I go in the state of California, actually not even when we were traveling, well, we only traveled to Nevada outside of California, but everywhere is hiring here. Everywhere is hiring. Everywhere, everywhere. And people uh, that left work for a time during 2020 just figured out alternatives and they realized they didn't have to go back. And now there's this gigantic labor shortage. And so I know that so many of us are just like, no, we're good. We don't want to deal with that anymore. But it really does mean making these new, I don't know, it's like a whole new way of life. It's a whole new way of life. Everything, everything you do is different. It's like, okay, well, then if you're self-employed, how are you going to deal with health insurance? And how are you going to deal with, excuse me, with this and that and all these things. And it's, um, but it's about, do you believe? But there are a lot of things with self-employment that are a struggle as someone who's been doing it for a really long time. Um, Like there are times when I would wake up or I couldn't sleep actually because I was freaking out, even if I was doing fine financially, like I had projects booked out for months or whatever, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would freak out because I like the concept of being responsible for all of your income at all times is scary. So I do want to acknowledge that. And I also want to say that being self-employed is not the only way to have freedom. 
You just need to evaluate what is important to you or not. And also, you know, um, if you're, or just live in between. I mean, that's, it's working really good for me. Yeah, Seriously, I'm in between. Like, I've, I've been in, in between for a while where a lot of my income, well, not right now because I'm taking a break, but, you know, a lot of my income would come from being self-employed, but I would have a cushion. And that's what helps me from having the middle of the night can't breathe because I'm responsible for all of my income. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and that's what was so eye-opening for me. Like, um, I really do encourage you all to to watch. Like, even if you just freaking sign up for the one month to to watch a couple videos and then bounce off, because um, it was a really beautiful reading, and uh, and it's just one of the things that it made me realize is like how we box ourselves in to this idea of what we think we want. And it's like, wait a minute, what, where did that even come from? Cause I was sitting there and I'm like, I'm like speaking out loud. I'm like making my man or making this path known. It's like, I am a full-time content creator. I am an intuitive counselor. I am going to like host events. I'm going to do these things. Like, this is what I do. But, um, but that's it. Somehow I decided to make that, also like mm, meshed up in the same ball with pushing against working for somebody else. It had nothing to do with that. Cause literally I was thinking about what it would be like to live in the high desert and waitress part-time at a local restaurant and still do everything I'm doing now. I wouldn't want anything different. I wouldn't want anything different. So much of, um, so much of every, all of the negative emotions that I'm experiencing are from the contrast of not having the thing I want now and not having it look the way I want it to look now. So if I were to dissect all of that and just take out the meat, um, there's this whole drama that I'm playing out as my human, you know, incarnation where I've decided that I want this really big thing for myself and there's all this stuff holding me back that's 3D related. But in reality, that's not it at all. All it is, is a desire to be in nature, which I continue to postpone because I am self-sacrificing for other people. And that is okay. I just need to acknowledge that and recognize it and be patient. And then also a real nice um, uh, excuse for the real thing, which is lack of confidence in myself and lack of trust in myself. So it's not about not wanting to do something or wanting to do something. It's about working through the lesson of how do I trust myself? That's it. It's so simple. It's so simple. But it's one of the hardest things that you can do to trust yourself and really look at yourself. And I, I want to point out that if you always find yourself planning a life for yourself outside of the one that you have, it is it's, it's escapism. What you're doing is escapism and we all do it. Um, for me, it's like, oh, if I just move my life to Seattle um, or whatever, or Olympia, I will be this like, I'll have, it'll be so much better. Um, and all that is, is a change of location. I still have to live with myself. I still have to live with my problems. They're not going to magically go away because I moved across the country and we all do it though. If I just moved to this new place and I got to reinvent myself, all of my problems will fall away and you're still going to have the same mental health issues. You're still going to have the same shadow. You're still going to have the same avoidant tendencies. Um, and by f- like working with yourself instead of against yourself and, and really like looking hard at the things that you don't want to look at, um, you might find that you actually are pretty happy where you are now if you just work through the fact that you don't want to look at stuff, you know? (sighs) Okay. So I would earlier. Yes. Yes. I do know. Everything you're saying is like opening up. uh, It's like key, 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 like a, like cheat code, cheat code, cheat code for the universe. Um, I'm getting this feeling right now. Like it's a visceral feeling. I feel like you can probably feel it too, Megan. It's like a literal feeling of, um, what it feels like to open up a door to a closet Well, you were talking about your closets, like um, that are just packed full of things, you know, and the fear of opening the door, first of all, and not opening the door, not opening the door, not opening the door. And then the recognition that no, you're done doing that. You don't want to live that life anymore. You understand that there's 
icky stuff there that you don't want to deal with, but you're choosing to deal with it anyways. And you have this like sense of empowerment and courage and belief and trust in yourself. And I'm talking about all of you listening to this right now to go, actually, I'm going to open the damn closet. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open it and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to look at every single thing and I'm going to deal with it piece by piece in whatever way flows naturally. But that um, it feels energetically like if I were to be doing a collective reading right now for everyone, um, that would be the energy that I'm tapping into is this feeling of, oh God, we're all on the precipice and or there at really starting to look at the things that make us uncomfortable, but from the eyes of compassion and grace and understanding, and it's shifting the energy of the thing. So Megan and I were talking, um, before we started recording about things that I'm going through and she's going through that are just making us like generally uneasy and really anxious in our lives right now. And, even talking about it with her is like, it shifts, it transmutes the energy because when you take it out of the dark like that and really just shine a light on it, mm, it's why we're here. It's why we're here. And then you're able to ascend to that level that's within the level of the game, like the levels within levels, so that at least the closet is now clean so that you can continue playing the other levels of the game. But then that one piece is actually you know, taken care of and wrapped up nicely. And it's not having ripple effects in your day-to-day life anymore. It's not like, um, like, actually, this is a good segue into another thing that I wanted to talk about on this podcast today, which is like uh, imaginative exercise about what we would like. So a year from now, a year from now, listen to me, a year from now when my storage unit's clean. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. A month from now, when I've taken care of my storage unit, it's like, the amount that that frees us up is one thing, but that's not what it is. What it is, is the ability to have an uncomfortable feeling or emotion in your emotional body and to not let, this is so powerful, Jesus, to have an uncomfortable feeling in your emotional body. And instead of letting the shadow of that uncomfortable emotion unconsciously create unhealthy patterns in your life, to feel the full embodiment of that emotion in your emotional body so that it can release and or transmute and or transform in some way that is of your in your benefit and creates new pathways forward. Every time that you take one of those steps forward, it's going to create a new pathway and it's going to break um, your, your chains to some of that guilt and shame. I think that I would encourage for you guys for our tool for your toolbox for this week is to make your own looming list of doom. That exercise in itself felt really like um, shadow work for me because I sat down and I listed out on my phone. You can write it out. You can do whatever you want that feels right. Um, And I listed out every single tiny thing, no matter how small it was, that I was avoiding doing. I was avoiding looking at. I was avoiding avoiding doing it. I was avoiding thinking about it. I was avoiding um, even acknowledging that I was failing to do it. And having that list, like doing that exercise in itself was really therapeutic, but having the list and looking at it, none of them were really that bad. And that was actually my first thought when I was like, I was reading it to my partner and we both agreed because a lot of these impact both of us, that none of them actually were that bad. And then we weren't really sure why why we had like made them into such like we turned them into these big gross things we're the ones that did that they came in and they were like this cute little bunny and we were like oh my god you were the like weirdest grossest bunny we've ever seen and um we turned that bunny into like a monster um and all it really was was a bunny (laughs) so make your own doom list and then um check one off every now and again when you have energy. It doesn't have to be all at once. Um, And then really celebrate when you do that. One of mine was going to the eye doctor. I'd been putting that off. And uh, I'm blind. It's really important that I regularly go. Um, But I had been putting it off. So I I did that or clean out a closet or um, call a person. There were several of mine where I just needed to like connect with someone that I was avoiding. Um, and then just do them when you have energy and it feels really good. 
Some of them are going to still feel gross, but it feels really good. Do you want to do your... What's that? I was just going to say, do you want to do your imaginative exercise? I do, but first I want to tell you about that bunny because you were talking about how it was shadow work. Um, it is literally like seeing the shadow of a bunny, like like you and your partner saw the shadow of a bunny in your house, and it looked like a gigantic bear. And so you just spent you know, however long, like seven years hiding from that gigantic bear that's in your house because you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that thing's going to attack us. It's going to bite us. I don't like that. It looks freaky. And then one day you guys are like, we need to, we need to address this bear here because he's going to kill us. And then you shine a light on it and it's a bunny. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Because you're not seeing the thing. uh, Allegory for, for what it is that we went through and what we all experience with it. It's definitely you running away from the idea of it, the concept of it, the shadow of the thing. And if you ever bothered to really look at it, you would see that if you shine the light, it was a bunny. And please hear that, you guys. The reason we're the reason we're running and hiding from it, myself especially, I am so guilty of this. The reason we're running and hiding from it is because we're not looking at it. That's it's it's such a cyclical thing. You're not looking at it, so therefore you're not having an accurate interpretation of what's really going on. The only reason, okay, I'm just going to say this as it's coming to me. The only reason you're running from the thing is because it makes you feel an uncomfortable, wow, okay. The only reason you're running from the thing is because it makes you feel an uncomfortable emotion that is more likely than not directly tied to a previous uncomfortable emotion connected to that same feeling that was traumatic. And so that's what you're avoiding. It has nothing to do with like my storage. It has nothing to do with my storage. It has everything to do with every single mother effing time I decided to make a life pivot without setting the foundation first and therefore just swept everything to the side. And the, and that pin, I feel pings a lot on of my and shame in that statement too. Like you you feel Yeah, like well that's and that ties to your trust in in yourself and your confidence yeah. in yourself that you 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 can't even like put together a halfway decent foundation so you have to be reactive and then that's just a a literal physical manifestation of you failing to adult properly. And that's that's the well, bunny, that's right? It. Like that's the simple thing. Wait, what do you mean that's not it? I, you're not though. You're you're no. I know. I know. Situation. I I just instantly want to like comfort you. No, you're I'm so, also you're so picking, sweet. I'm picking up on like the energy that you're putting like associating with it. Well, it's such a self fulfilling prophecy because my my lack of belief in myself, my lack of trust in myself, which ugh, how many podcasts are we gonna have about this one, right? Um, that creates the the small pivot of me putting a bunch of stuff in my storage unit. That's not a big deal. However, the core wounding of not trusting myself and my fear of not adulting correctly, which is directly related to my relationship with my dad and this desire I have to be seen as a confident, um, competent, uh, you know, stable, healthy, functioning adult in this in this society for whatever reason. That's like really important that he see me that way, even if I'm not. That's the that's the core thing that I'm not looking at. So then I go and I repeat behaviors that are unhealthy for me by just putting shit away and not dealing with it. And uh, and that leads to more uncomfortable emotions that ping on the original trauma that that allow me to manifest very real situations in my life that show me evidence that I'm not a competent, capable adult. But none of it's true. None of it's true. It's literally the shadow. So it's it's just so funny. It's feeding the shadow. When you don't look at the thing, when you don't feel the emotion, I'm being reminded by my own like heart right now that it's all about facing the emotion that we're afraid of. And that a lot of times, most of the time, pretty much all of the time, the reason you're afraid of the emotion is not because you're incapable of feeling it, is not because it's going to destroy you, is not because it's actually as painful as you think it is, but because it's directly tied to an earlier experience where you felt that same frequency that is unresolved and that that thing is traumatic and that your body and your, your being is looking for a release, is looking for a way to feel that and to release that. And rather than doing that, I and a lot of other people will get a little ping of like, oh, there's a feeling there, just like something's starting to creep out of the closet and you just shove it down real quick to avoid yeah. it because it's painful. Yeah, time, time to start scrolling, time <laughs> time to go for a walk, time to start that other project that's really going to take all of my energy and effort. <laughs> time to make a budget. Oh, this is a great yeah. one. If I had a dollar for every time 
literally you guys every time i've made an ex a very fancy well fancy for me not fancy for megan fancy for me excel spreadsheet of every single expense i have all of my debts, what I owe, what my interest rates are, what it would look like if I consolidated, what alternatives are, what uh, my monthly budget, If I every time I made a budget. I've never actually followed these budgets. I've never done anything with these spreadsheets after I make them. I just make them because I want to soothe myself by feeling like I'm competent and capable. But even but that is soothing that, the shadow. Are you not even really thing. looking at it or are you making like an imaginative, ver imaginative version of it? where you're not really looking at the issue you were just looking at like look i'm prop so solving the problem and without actually like um i'm angrily looking at it it's both because it's literally like very real data like i'm using the real the real real and it does make me feel better because i'm looking at the thing so then that's that does ease some of the stress but then what i'll do is i will be um fantastical about it through creating uh how do I say? Like I'll go through. So every time I've done these budgets for myself, I'm in the negative every month. Like I don't make enough money to afford all of my basic expenses. So then what I'll do is I will go through and I'll just start deleting things like, what if I didn't have Netflix? Or what if I, you know, just $100 less for groceries a month? Or what if I, and I just start editing like as though it's truth to make everything come out even Steven. And then I'm like, that feels nice. Not that you actually so, did it, but you like made it look nice on paper if you were to do on it. On the Excel sheet, yeah. if I were to do it. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, that feels great. And then that solves all my problems. And now I'll go get a Starbucks because I'm accomplished. So yeah. it's, it's a real, and then, that, and then that is the exact behavior that gets me into that circumstance that allows the shadow to, to just continue. So so, well, I mean, it's similar so, 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 to like so. a diet culture thing, um, which I'm very yeah. against diet culture. But um, in those cycles, you will be like, I suck. I'm super fat and unhealthy and blah, blah, blah. And then you go down a rabbit hole. You find a new diet. You do all the research on it. You plan it all out. And then you have that one last binge right before you start the diet. And then you don't succeed at the diet because diets aren't it it's about evaluating your actual relationship with food and then and you repeat the process you find a new diet you build a new system you like get yourself like you give yourself a pat on the back i'm gonna do it for real this time you have that binge and it's same the same like exact thing with like financial stuff it's like a finite a financial diet culture <laughs> um, where you're like i did a good job i'm gonna have that one last starbucks before i stop you know? Yeah. Oh, and Starbucks is my thing too. Oh, maybe that's what I'm going to be looking at, Megan. Oh. oh, speaking of our Patreon, Megan mentioned that I would be looking at Starbucks recently. Yes. That my, that my relationships to Starbucks would need to be reevaluated and it might be more of a money thing than a stomach thing. Although both are very true. <laughs> um, I think the two things will kind of tie in together when you're looking at your relationship with food in relation to your gut health and um, what you consume in relation to your gut health, it might also impact, like it might have an actual ripple effect on your financial stuff too. Oh, and overall well-being, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that food, what we feed ourselves, what we feed ourselves in every aspect, what we feed our minds, what we feed our hearts, what we feed our bellies, like all of it. But, um, but that's what it is. So, so that imaginative exercise though, I think, plays really beautifully into this because we have the shadow and the light. Like that's sort of what we're doing in this episode. So the shadow is the feeling that wishes to be expressed because of some sort of event or trauma or experience that you've had that's never been worked through. It hasn't been felt or experienced. And then that gets projected onto a current circumstance that projects a shadow of usually guilt and shame. And then we run and the shadow gets bigger. The flip side of that, the flip side of that is what we're going to be talking about now, which is like this imaginative, well, actually, do you want to talk about it now or do you want to talk about this more? No, I, I want to do the imaginative exercise. And what I would really like to do is one year from now, I would like to do another episode where we listen to our whatever we're about to do and then actually report back. I would love that too. I would love yeah. that. So planning content a year out. <laughs> so today, yeah. So today is November 17th. 
Yes, of I will put it on the calendar right now as you explain okay. what this is. Um, yeah. Because we've already talked about it, but I want to make sure that we explain it to the audience. And then while you do that, I will set up a an event for next year so we can listen to this back and do a new episode. That'll be really well, the, fun, too, because that might be... that is closest to that date. Got it might it, be a it, year and a week or a year and a few days. Yeah. So, um, so Megan and I have been doing this work together for some time now. And one of the things that's become really apparent is that as you start to do this work and really align with whatever you want to be your highest timeline and start to magnetize things into your existence that are intentional manifestations as opposed to just... Um, what's manifesting in your life because it's it just is and you're not paying attention to what it is, that it's really easy to know what you don't want. It's really easy to have resistance to things you don't want. And it's really natural to understand what you do want through knowing what you don't want by having what you don't want in your lived experience. What, anytime something we don't want is in our lived experience, the equal and opposite is also active in our vibrational field, but we don't necessarily tune to that new expanded version of ourselves. So if I am at my job and I'm thinking, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. Well, actually, it doesn't work like that. If I'm at my job and I'm thinking, I wish I were in nature right now. I wish I didn't have to be inside of a building. I wish I could do my job outside. That is what I don't want stemming or excuse me, what I don't want being the catalyst for the thing that I do want. So I don't want to be inside and I don't want to be tied to a schedule. What does that tell me? It tells me that I do want to be outside and I do want to have freedom in my schedule. That creates an opportunity for me to then use my imagination to begin to lay a foundation for this platform of a new life that I can create for myself, that I am always creating for myself, or I can focus on the very thing that's holding me back from that and be resentful and then continue to live my life focusing on that, which then creates these shadows of guilt and shame. So what Megan and I are going to be doing now is we're going to be talking about what our life looks like in one year from now in our best case scenario, in the the very thing that we're working to call forward and to us and not from a place of resistance and not from looking at what we don't want, but literally just by explaining in detail as if it's already the case, what we do want. And the reason this is important is because it's literally timeline work. And what that means is you, any idea that you have, any thought in your mind, once you think it, especially as if you think it as a potential reality for a future experience, the only reason that you can think of that thing in your brain is because it does actually exist somewhere on a frequency as a potential reality that you can connect and line up to. The only reason that you can My think of it is because- thoughts are very nervous about that. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, I could hear that. Here's the thing though. It's focus, 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 focus. So if I think to myself, oh my God, what if I get into a car accident? That doesn't, that's fine. That's, That's a that very regular anything. one for me is what oh, okay. if I get into a car wreck or what if I intentionally get into a car wreck because if they're intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, an intrusive thought doesn't necessarily have any weight too because it's more like a passing thing. It's more like a, like someone, I don't know, like I'm picturing someone throwing fruit like out of a car that's driving by and it's like, yeah, sometimes okay, that- my intrusive thoughts are dumb. They're like, um, like um, poke that thing. Or um, what if yeah. you just like dropped this, like you just got a nice coffee and then what if you just like let go of it? So that's very different. So, so hear that. That is like a little blip, like a little blip, intrusive thought. What we're talking about is anchoring in higher timelines. So let me be more specific. When you start to lay a foundation and when you envision a lifestyle for yourself, if you a desire, let's go, let's, let's talk about it that way. If you have a desire, if you have a desire, so take everything I just said with a big grain of salt and now think about it this way, because this might be a lot more helpful. The things that we're talking about right now are all different components of a much larger thing. And so if you look at the components individually, it can get confusing. But the larger thing is that our soul has desires. Our soul has desires and the universe would like to see the manifestation of those desires because it actually aids in the expansion of the universe. That means if you have an authentic desire, something that you would really like to see manifest for yourself, you have 
the literal assistance of the universe working with you to try and help you manifest that desire. If what you're looking at is not having that desire, you're holding yourself apart from it more so than you may be thinking. When if you're looking at all of the ways in which this thing could manifest and or already is manifesting and or literally just appreciation for what currently is and acceptance for what already you what already is and what you already have that's all moving in the direction towards it and it's literally creating like wave functions like actual like actual i don't want to say tangible because it's not manifested reality yet but like energetic potential for you to then sync up to that reality my dad used to be a uh, cave diver he would dive in caves and he would take other people into the caves and he was a, he's a dive master. So he would set the line for other people to follow. So I want you to picture my dad and the line that he set, meaning line. It's like a, when you're in a cave, it's dark and this is all happening underwater. He's an underwater scuba cave diver. So you go and you follow a line with your hands under, under the cave to know where you're going because everything's so dark. But the dive masters are the ones that have to set it because they're the ones that have the knowledge and the wherewithal to, to know how to do that safely. So your imagination and your desire is like my dad going out and setting that line. So it doesn't mean that anyone necessarily is going to follow down that path that he's set. It's just there and ready and available. What I'm saying is that when we do exercises like this, we're setting the line so that our actual physical incarnated self can sync up to that timeline to live that experience and actually experience that. I mean, I don't want to experience a cave, but in this circumstance, get to see that cave. So, um, so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about these things as though they're true, as though it is now a year in the future. And we are talking about everything that's already happened as a means of setting the trajectory for that timeline to manifest and so that the universe and you can hear that this is real for us that this is literally what we're actively creating yes and i think that you guys should do this too hugely i think that the tools for the toolbox this week are um the i i like doom pile list but you said looming doom list looming list of doom doom pile list whatever you want to call it looming list of doom looming list of doom okay Looming list of doom. That's the shadow. That's the shadow work. And then your highest timeline one year from now. Yes. That's the light aspect. So it's, so it's, what are you, what are the uncomfortable things that you're facing so that you can remove blockages and what direction are you now pivoting in with those blockages removed so that you can manifest all these things that you want for yourself? So Megan, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going Ooh. to ground myself and I am going to let myself speak from my heart space. Okay. It is a year from now. I am on my highest timeline that is available to me in this moment. I am an artist. I am financially abundant and emotionally available, and I am abundant in a lot of other ways. Um, I have a lot of meaningful connections in my life. I have friendship. I am less worried about being a burden to others in my life. I am able to freely give myself and freely receive from others. Um, my relationship to work is balanced and in flow. I am able to express my creativity in the moment without putting too much pressure on myself. I am more in tune with my body, both my energetic body and my spiritual body and my physical body. I am able to live on a schedule that works best for me and that is dictated by me. And I'm happy. I'm happy and I'm warm and I'm grateful and less scared, less anxious. And I'm really grateful for where I'm at in this moment. I think that's it for me. Hmm. You could hear, you can just hear just 
just hear what truth sounds like, guys. That's what it's like. That's what it sounds like when a soul is speaking truth. I think that that's an important thing to acknowledge and recognize that there's a tone and a recognition that you can really hear when somebody's speaking from their heart and telling you their truth. And there's a way that our words like become more general and more soft with ourselves when we do that. Um, Scooter also said hello to you while you were talking, but I was muted when you said, and I'm happy. He said, meow, meow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay, here we go. So it's a year from now. It's November of 2022. Wow. Okay. Um, I am... I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm really excited and I have a lot going on. And I feel like a kid in a candy store because it just seems like things are like... Uh, it feels almost fantastical in how much is happening in my, in my like manifested reality that it's like, wow, this is really possible. And, uh, what that looks like for me is a lot of time, um, being silent outside in big, open, expansive places and the freedom to just be in the elements in a way that feels natural and right and more like a memory than anything else and the opportunity to be financially abundant through that experience. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm going to be open in general and let the universe decide whatever is going to be the path of least resistance for me. Um, Oh, I'm already speaking in past tense, or I'm already getting the timelines confused. So let me rephrase that. I did not have a specific set trajectory of how I was going to get here. I was just open to the universe because I knew that my brain a year ago could not comprehend how I would get to where I am right now. And where I am right now is somewhere where I have freedom to travel to these beautiful places and I have financial abundance to be able to be solid and stable in my 3d reality so that i can have these sort of interdimensional experiences and most of my time is spent teaching other people like teaching other people how to get to this internal place that i found but for them to understand that it's within themselves and that there is this special place that we all have that we can always access and that there's this uh work that i do that's like altar work and timeline work where I'm able to help people really get in tune with themselves in a way that they feel safe, seen and heard. Um, and, and I love doing it. It's just the work that I was born to do and I love it. And I write and my partner and I travel all the time in our van that's fully converted and that's exciting and that's fun. And I'm able to do all kinds of beautiful things with you, Megan, and I'm able to spend time with family and friends and I don't feel overwhelmed. I feel very excited. Everything just feels very fun and uplifting and exciting and I feel solid and stable in myself and I trust myself fully because I know that the only way that I got to where I am is through going through these experiences of having so much doubt and overwhelm that I was able to sit with long enough to get comfortable in it to be able to build a foundation from that to know that I'm now somewhere that's unshakable. Nice. I felt a lot of resistance from current you on the teaching. Yeah, it was interesting because I didn't want to say that, actually. Yeah, I, I know. I can't, I it tell. came out <laughs> like, wait, teaching what? <laughs> but um, but that that ties know. into your trust in yourself that you feel like you right. don't have enough experience or enough knowledge or enough whatever to teach people. Mm-hmm. But you do it every day. And it, you do it every week. You do it all the time. Right. Right. It, yeah. And that will be different. A year. I can feel, I don't know. I can feel it. I can feel a year from now that there's a lot of nature in my life and there's a lot of peace and serenity, but it also feels very, it feels like exciting, like buzzing projects and so much stuff going on. And none of it feels like what anything that's happening now. It all feels very different. Yes. But um, the energy of my very much felt like um, you were choosing to live for today every day yes like you were stopped like you stopped looking at the long term and you were just like today i'm doing this and nothing else matters you know 
Oh my God, which is hilarious because all I'm doing right now is thinking long term. Jeez Louise. I feel like I wasn't specific enough and I'm like immediately judging my version of that. And then I had to remind myself that they were two different people that we were connecting to and there is no right or wrong way to do an imaginative exercise. And I wanted to acknowledge that specifically because your version of this when you do this will be different than both of ours. And don't put a value judgment on it. And a little little side note to that too. Uh, everybody, if you look at human design, there's literally different types of uh, ways that people manifest. And um, just, I think it's important you all know this given the exercise we just did. My human design type is literally a manifester, which is already a thing in and of itself, but I'm also a specific manifester. So what that means is that my energy does best when I'm looking at things that are specific, like uh, like grounded root things that I can really like dig my hands into in terms of future stuff. And that is not at all what is normally recommended for this kind of work. What would be encouraged is general 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 which is exactly what you did megan because yeah. then the universe can I'm really also respond. a generator and i focus on like concepts more than specific things so it's like um the feeling of having things and the the um, emotions attached to it and the grief attached to it or the joy attached to it or whatever um so for me everything's like big picture loose concepts and for you and that's really it's a lot more specific. Yeah. Well, for you, it felt like big pick for you. It felt like feeling for you. It felt like you are cultivating like a pot. Like it felt like a, like a brew pot, like a, like a, like a general sense, like a feeling place that you're trying to achieve. And with me, it feels as though what I am looking to achieve is a literal like time space reality that I can like step into. So it's different. It is going to be different for everybody, but um, that's going to be a really important thing for you to know too. Like how do you incorporate this work to magnetize things into your existence? Because if you are a feeling general person and you're trying to move to a specific place on a specific date, you're going to be unintentionally resisting your own energy. That's trying to get you the thing that you want just by making it specific or vice versa. So um, the way that you do things is never going to look the same as someone else's. I hope that you guys do these exercises. And I really hope that you touch base with yourself a year from now. Uh, Maybe you um, make a calendar event um, for a year from when you do it with the message that you wrote out or a voice recording that you made or a video that you made. A video would be cool to like look back at yourself from a year ago. That would be really cool. Video time capsule. Yeah. Um, but I think I can feel a year from now. Like I, I, when I tap into that, when we're recording an episode one year from now, um, it feels like, like I see us sitting there and talking about how everything that we wanted came true, but in a totally different way than we thought in the moment. Oh Yeah. Hugely. I feel like about that. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little pinch of chaos on the side. Um, Just no chaos. (laughs) No chaos. Yeah. No chaos, please. But yeah, it, uh, it feels to me. And I also, um, I see us like sitting on a porch. I don't know if you're getting that sensation, but I see us like actually being in person too, which will be new, which is cool. I don't know if it's like a, Oh, I probably go see you for Thanksgiving. uh, Oh, because we talked about doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Hmm. What a trip. But thank you guys very much for joining us this week. Um, I hope that you're having a wonderful day. If you feel called to work with me, I'm just going straight into this. Um, If you feel called to work with me um, for a reading or any energy work, I am still working toward the goal of being able to purchase a new and snazzy computer. Um, And you would be all of the proceeds from that go to that specific goal. Um. If you want to do that, that's at megaruski.com, and that's only if you feel called to work with me. Um, And then if you want to check out the after show that we're going to record after this, um, that will be available on our Patreon along with a weekly reading. Your turn. 
Yay. I just first want to say thank you for witnessing that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel a lot of you do actually understand what a big deal that is um, to be witness to our future manifestations that are yet to be in 3D form. But um, that's a big deal for us to share. And it's I'm incredibly grateful to have you witness that. So thank you for that little capsulated moment in time that will forever be out in the podcast ethers. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to like uh, something just like clicked in my head by us literally doing this in such a public format, mm-hmm. and everyone listening to what we're intentionally trying to like anchor in. We are putting so many more perspectives, and so many other people are imagining that thing happening in their own unique way. That it's almost like it's rooting it, like anchoring it deeper. So thank you. That didn't click. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just so it's, then that's why this whole podcast in general too, is like really um, such a beautiful gift for us to be able to practice this work and do it in lifetime with you guys. Cause we're learning this stuff as we go along. And now we're learning to be teachers in this process as well, which is a really beautiful thing. So thank you for being on this journey with us. And, um, and yeah, if you want to work with me, I'm doing intuitive counseling and intuitive readings. I also have a new um, like gifts and guides readings. It's a ton of fun where I just sit with your energy and tell you what I see. And we talk to whoever comes in um, as my channels open. And I'm also, I'm going to go ahead and do this now. I don't, I haven't talked about this before, but Jensen and I have a uh, GoFundMe for our van build. And I have been incredibly hesitant to ask for help with this because of my own programming and wounding around We both um, specifically asking. don't like people to help us with money. Yeah, we really hate it. We yeah. really hate it. And but I made a um, very specific financial goal and we both want to reach it by February. Yeah, actually this, fi- yeah. And this financial goal, um, which is pretty, uh, I almost said, un- don't, don't do that to yourself, Lisa. <laughs> so we have a lofty goal and um, it is, it is, uh, like readings, like money from the readings will be going towards this. And then um, Jensen's doing personal training to go towards it. But we have a GoFundMe now. And it's kind of cool because in the GoFundMe, there's a link to a YouTube video where I tell our story about our van and Noah and our travels and how our dream, of course, I'm talking about this now. Damn it. This whole video is about the dream is working full time from the road in 2022. So it just clicked with me now. Of course, I'd be sharing that. So that Is will that be linked the in the same sh- video that's on your website too, on the yes. Noah page. Yes. Yeah. So you can find you can find that information on my website. Um, oh, actually, yeah, I don't even need to, well, I can link it, but just find it on my website. So allthingswoo.space, there is a... Um, a tab there that says van build and all of the information is there. And I'm currently booking personal readings and I look forward to talking with you guys if this resonates. So yeah. And thank you uh, just for witnessing us. We really, really appreciate you very much. Um, so thank you guys very much. I hope you're having a wonderful day and thank you for all of the energy exchanged. And I feel called in this moment to um, return any energy that we have maybe unintentionally taken from you and retrieve our own energy um, from you. And thank you for that equal exchange. Mm, and encourage you to always implement that in your life as well before you're going to sleep. Yes. Uh, I usually do it before bed too. Um, I recall my energy and return anything with love to the people who I might have unintentionally taken from. So energetic sovereignty for everybody. We love you all. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.